Today we're talking flow light models at Tri-City Rained Out, Western PA Speed Week getting underway, uh, an update on Husets, plus why Lucas highlights are over on Flow Racing now. Uh, let's go. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. To start into a fresh month, I've got a quick request for you. If you don't already, make sure you are subscribed wherever you consume this show, either on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. It'll make sure you don't miss future episodes, and it's an easy and free way to help out the shows. Uh, also, reviews are appreciated as well, uh, either on Apple or Spotify or wherever you do that. I would certainly appreciate a positive review, five stars. If you want to leave a negative review, I'm not going to stop you. But obviously, if I had a choice, I would hope it was positive. Uh, I'm hoping to crack a million total YouTube views sometime later this month. And my goal is to get us to 10,000 YouTube subscribers by year's end. I definitely think we can get there. Uh, now let's jump into some racing stuff. The Flow Racing Night in America Late Model Series is going quiet for the rest of June and July as other late model racing take center stage. But before they do, they were supposed to be at Tri-City Speedway tonight. But overnight rain has led to the postponement of the event with track and series officials working through possible reschedule dates. Through the first five races this season, we've had five different winners with Dennis Erb Jr., Kyle Larson, Jonathan Davenport, Hudson O'Neill, and Brandon Shepard all bagging victories. So far, we have five drivers with perfect attendance. They are Bishop, O'Neill, Mike Marler, Tyler Erb, and Ricky Thornton Jr. So those drivers would be in line right now for that $75,000 championship check if they were to win the title. Remember here with this series, you win, I think it's $30,000 if you don't have perfect attendance, but if you do have perfect attendance, you get that additional money. Now, into kind of a weird situation we've gotten into this morning. I'd actually already recorded today's daily and was getting ready to upload it when I saw that this race was postponed. So I've pivoted a little bit here a bit, but I wanted to at least share what had happened this morning when I thought we were still racing uh, because I had some issues with tonight and I had kind of went on a little bit of a rant that I kind of still want to share because I think it's important. It was just last week that I had talked about tracks and series doing more to help entice fans to the racetrack. And today's Tri-City show was shaping up to be ex uh, an example of one of these problems we're facing right now. I'd been looking around a morning trying to find any sort of list of possible entrants for the race and had basically come up short. It appeared as though Kyle Larson would be there with the Rumley 6. He's also apparently racing tomorrow night with the USAC Midgets at Tri-City and Friday with the World of Outlaws Lay Models. We should have also seen RTJ, but from there, I wasn't really sure. The original pre-race release from Flow doesn't have any expected entries, and there was nothing at DirtOnDirt.com. You can often find a list on their RaceWire pages. The Tri-City Twitter account hasn't been updated in two years, and the details about Larson and Thornton that I did find was over on the track's Facebook page. I even waded into the forums over at 4M to no avail. Sometimes they post... Uh, you know, kind of who's coming to some of these shows, but they, even they didn't have anything. This race was originally on Hudson O'Neill's schedule on his website and also for Tyler Erb and Bobby Pierce, but it wasn't on the rocket schedule for Bishop. That's an interesting note there. Mike Marler was probably a question mark with his leg injuries that he's still dealing with. We know he raced earlier in the week, but we don't know if that meant he was going to race tonight or not. So that basically covered the top six in the standings. It would have been a solid Wednesday night super late model race in advance of a big NASCAR weekend with good money on the line and some really smart people in charge, but yet I couldn't find a decent list of drivers we might see there. I understand that the nature of dirt racing is that oftentimes we don't know who will roll through the gates for these events, 
but we've got to do better than this. I shouldn't have to hit up 25 driver websites to see if they will uh, have hopefully updated their own schedules, which often they don't, to put together an entry list. It's super frustrating, and I wasn't even going to this race tonight. This feels like a simple thing to start to rectify and something that needs to be done better going forward. A few phone calls, some text messages, and put out a list, you know, 10, 15, 20 guys who we think are going to be there. You know, and maybe the organizers knew early on that they would be sacking this race because of the weather, so they didn't think it was necessary to do this legwork, but that kind of feels lazy here if that's actually true. I'm not saying it is, but it, if that were true, then that feels lazy. Either way, though, this is another example of where we need to do better. And I think there's some really good people with this series, some people that I'm a big fan of, but we've got to do better than this in these situations. In Pennsylvania today, Western PA Speed Week for 410 Sprint Cars is scheduled to get underway at Michaels Mercer Raceway. There's some weather in the area, so stay tuned for updates uh, as the day progresses. All five races this week are $3,000 to win and $300 to start, and Ryan Smith is the defending Western PA Speed Week champion from one year ago. Following tonight, they will make stops at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Lernerville Sharon, which isn't in Pennsylvania, but don't worry about that, and they will close out the week at Tri-City Raceway Park. Smith should be back to defend his title, and other drivers we could see include Cy Lynch, Josh Boffman, Carl Bowser, AJ Flick, Jack Sodeman, Brett and Brandon Mattis, Anthony Fiore, and Bradley Howard, among others. Tonight's show will be streamed by Dirt Track Digest, with the next two nights being put on by Lernerville Streaming Services. Uh, I'm not sure about the rest of the weekend and the rest of the shows. I'll have them on the daily streaming schedule if they are available, though I just haven't dug into the schedules uh, beyond the next couple of days, so stay tuned for that. Up at Houston Speedway in South Dakota, Todd Quaring and his team have been working nonstop since early Monday morning to get the track back in shape following that severe storm that damaged the facility. Uh, they lost their Memorial Day program, but they do plan on being open for this weekend's World of Outlaws sprint car stop. They had damage to the scoring tower and suites. Looks like some light pulls down, uh, kind of a, among other problems. But work has been ongoing to get things cleaned up and uh, repaired. And it looks like they've made some pretty incredible, uh, incredible progress in just a couple of days here. The Outlaws are at River Cities on Friday night before heading to Houston on Sunday. Hopefully they get a big crowd uh, with all of the work they've had to put in this week to make this happen. I had a question on Twitter yesterday from Joe about Lucas late model highlights appearing over on Flow Racing lately. He was curious about the change and wanted to know if this was some sort of conflict of interest between Mav and Flow. Or if this could potentially lead to more business dealings in the future between the two, maybe even including a possible sale of MAV to Flow. First up, I wouldn't expect any sort of sale in the near future. Don't forget that MAV and MAV TV Plus are owned by the Lucas Oil Company, with the Lucas family also owning the late model series. In fact, they seem pretty content here to be vertically integrated in this area. This is kind of like World Racing Group and Dirt Vision. It would take a pretty monumental offer, I think, to get either company to part with their broadcast arms. And especially with World Racing Group, Dervision is such a big part of their business. And I think it's funny here, too, sometimes that we forget that things like Mav TV and Dervision are owned by these larger parent companies. I, I think people sometimes are surprised to understand that Dervision is actually owned by the company that owns the World of Outlaws. What I'll say about the highlights, though, is don't forget Michael Rigsby and Dirt on Dirt in all of this. DoD has had Lucas highlights as part of their offerings for years. And with Flow now owning DoD, I'm sure a deal was made here to keep those highlights coming and share them across both platforms. And I know it might sound a little bit backwards, but I think it's actually a smart move for Lucas and Mav to do this. It exposes the Flow audience to their product, and I wouldn't be surprised if it led to subscriptions on the Mav side. I think it makes a lot of sense to offer free highlight packages either on YouTube or elsewhere and kind of create that freemium situation. Here are some highlights, but if you want more, go over here to subscribe. 
This is an idea that gets used a lot on apps and around the internet, kind of give a little bit and then offer more for a fee. And I even do this with the analytics section over at dirttracker.com. There's a ton of stuff over there for free, but if you want a little bit more, you can sign up for a Dirt Tracker Plus subscription. So hopefully that answers Joe's questions here. Uh, if you have questions that you'd like to try uh, to see if I can answer, uh, don't hesitate to shoot them in me in a DM or an email or maybe in the YouTube comments. And I do keep a uh, notepad file open on my desktop for any kind of questions or ideas I get from the YouTube comment section that I can address in future shows. Uh, so keep that in mind uh, if you would like me to cover things in the future. If you're looking for other dirt racing audio this week, Passing Points has Terry Maddox, QuickTime has Frank Galusha, Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks has Bud Kading. And there are new episode, or there is a new episode of The Dirt Reporters. And I made a couple of additions to the podcast page as well yesterday. Uh, I added three podcasts from XR to that page. They have a Scott Bloomquist show called Team Zero. There's the XR Super Series podcast, and they have a show called All Gas, No Breaks. Recent episodes of each and links to everything are now included at dirttracker.com slash podcast and will be there going forward. And again, if you know of other shows that I'm missing here, certainly don't hesitate to reach out and let me know about them. The streaming schedule has five shows today, and it looks like this. Dirt Vision has weekly micros from Millbridge. Flow Racing has uh, action from Action Track USA and Flow 24-7. Dirt Track Digest has the opening night of Western PA Speed Week, like I mentioned. And Speed Sport has IMCA Racing from Buena Vista. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Wednesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.